to start previewing the Georgia Tech baseball season. Uh, we've got Ben King here, pitcher for Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Ben, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, definitely one of the better years from the pitching staff last year. Um, ran a not probably not the best year, but obviously not the best year the team's had. But what sticks out for you, either personally or just overall theme-wise from 2023? Uh, I mean, last year was, was really a special year for me um, with the way that my career has gone here at Tech. I had my freshman year was a COVID year, um, so didn't get to pitch much. And then um, I had a couple of decent outings my sophomore year early in the season, then ended up blowing out my elbow and had to have Tommy John surgery um, in the middle of that year. And, and so then I, I missed most of my junior year or most of my sophomore year and all of my junior year. Yeah. Um, and so I was a senior and had thrown six innings in my college baseball career. <laughs> and so, you know, kind of going into last year, um, I really was planning on last year being my last baseball season. Um, and I just wanted to get whatever I could out of it. You know, I didn't know how much, my, how well my arm would hold up um, and, and just wanted to contribute to the team on the field. Yeah. Um, and so to get the opportunity to, I think I was – third or fourth on the team in innings and, yeah. and led the team in appearances to get the opportunity to pitch that much. Um, you know, regardless of the circumstances, meant a lot to me. Um, and, and we had some moments as a team last year, but we all know that, you know, that wasn't the standard um, that, that we want to be at, especially as a pitching staff. And, and that's kind of been the the MO of our team this year yeah. um, and through the fall and, and into the preseason practice here that we know we've got to be better pitching and defense. Take, take, I forgot you had Tommy John. Take me – I've heard stories that like some some people their elbow feels invincible after they get Tommy John, and it goes to, like I've heard Eric O'Flaherty talking about this recently, where like his shoulder is the thing that bothers him, but his elbow has been fine since he had TJ. Does it are you able to feel like a real difference between pre and post surgery? So I, I'm weird in that I've had it twice. Okay. Um, so I I had a UCL primary repair, um, which is a slightly different surgery than like classical Tommy right, John okay. surgery. Yeah. I had that when I was a sophomore in high school. Um, and so when I came back from that surgery, my elbow felt fine. I mean, like it was good enough to get recruited to be at Georgia Tech, but it never felt totally normal. Um, and so then coming back after the second surgery, I had the full, uh, I, I tore that same UCL again. And so yeah. then had the full reconstruction the second time. And my elbow really has felt, um, a lot better like this yeah. go around. I've had some issues with my shoulder a little bit. Um, just like some bicep tendonitis stuff. And it was kind of in the middle of the season last year. Like there was a point, um, we played at BC and it was like 40 degrees that whole weekend. And I yeah. threw twice that weekend um, and then came back home and we played UNC the next weekend. And I remember barely, like I barely threw, like even played catch during the week that week because my, my shoulder was hurting so bad right. and, and then came back out and threw pretty well against UNC um, that next weekend. But that that's really the only thing that the only issue I've had with my arm um, after the surgery is just I've had some some bad bicep tendonitis, but nothing really serious structurally. That that's got to be reassuring, though. That you know you just power, especially if you're having innings you through, you just power through right. and not have that come up again. Um, sure. Starting versus relieving, is there is there a difference to you in your head in terms of how you're preparing for that? Do you like one or the other more, or is the spontaneity of relieving just seeing how the game goes fun to you? How does that work in your head? So I mean, for me, I'm kind of. Um, traditionally have at least in college have have always been like a relief pitcher I, like I was I started I think three games last year and that was kind of just out of pure necessity yeah. I think if you'd have asked anybody at the beginning of the year um, on our coaching staff or on our team if, that I was going to be starting the, the do or die game in the ACC <laughs> yeah, tournament true, for yeah. us that they we all would have been really surprised and kind of wondered what would have happened to yeah. to have led to that moment um, 
So I, I am a little partial to being a reliever. Um, part of that comes from you know the fact my slider is my bread and butter pitch, yeah. um, and so as a reliever, I feel like I'm better able to come in and um, to get change of pace. Right, and yeah. and especially yeah. last year because I was like that was I threw my slider 80% of the time last year, um, and, and so as a reliever, I was able to come in, be a change of pace, and really keep guys off balance. Um, that has been a big focus for me personally um, this fall is. I'm throwing four pitches now, four-seam fastball, two-seam fastball. A change, I've added a changeup and nice. my slider. Um, so, you know, hopefully to kind of be in the position where if the team needs me to start this year, I'll be able to do that. And then obviously if I'm back in the bullpen, um, then I'll be well-equipped to do that. But I really just want to do whatever I can do um, to, to help the team in whatever role that is. I know that I'll be pitching big innings, so yeah. it doesn't really matter to me where it is in the game that I'm throwing. That's cool. I mean, yeah, that's a well – Good to have all the options that that you need there. I was only fastball, curveball, but as long as you got chain speed and get movement, you're in good you're in good shape. Um, tell me what excites tell me what excites you about the team this year. Obviously, a bunch of change, but what's what's sticking out to you now about what this year might look like? Well, we've got a ton of new guys, um, especially on the offensive side um, or position player wise. And yep. part of what excites me about them is is the defense. I, I feel like that um, you know obviously our pitching staff has not been good the last few years by any stretch of the imagination um, but we haven't been good defensively either and so I feel like there's been a lot of times where that has kind of compounded on us yeah. you know where even if it's a play that's not necessarily an error um, it's a ball that as a pitcher you know it's a it's a tough play ground ball um, and if a guy makes it he gets you out of the inning and we just haven't had yeah pitching to four outs four to five outs is right. a huge difference ben um, and so so I really feel confident about our defenses here i'm really liking what i'm seeing out of those guys um, especially in the infield i think we're gonna be very solid defensively uh and then from a pitching staff wise i'm just really excited to see um the the work that we've done with our new pitching coach matt taylor and jason richmond deck mcguire all of have been our um you know kind of pitching coach staff yeah. to see the work they've done with a lot of these guys that have been in the program for a couple years now um and i've seen all of them show kind of flashes of brilliance over the last few years and, and to see if we can really kind of put that together. Um, you know, guys like Cam Hill, Logan McGuire, Aiden Finitary, um, you know, this, this is their third year in the program. And I really feel like that they're all three of those guys are, are definitely poised to, to take a big step in the right direction. I think Cam showed that this summer in the Cape. Um, that yeah, his stats were big. Yeah, that, that, that was really impressive. He's yeah. ready to have a great year. Aiden is, is just a really competitive guy. He's a bulldog on the mound. And, uh, you know, every time he's out there, I, I trust that he's going to get it done. Um, and then Logan had a – you know, we were all really counting on Logan to be one of our best pitchers last year. Um, and then he had a season-ending – basically season ending elbow injury the second weekend of the year and and that really hurt us from a pitching staff standpoint so between those three younger guys that i feel like have matured and and gotten older and um and are going to be in a position to really help us contribute and then me and and having terry bussey back you know terry was the best closer in the country last year for the first half of the season and and then he kind of got asked to switch into a role that he hadn't been prepared for um and into starting and it you know, so his stats didn't look as great at the end of the year, but I mean, he's a tremendous pitcher. So we've got the guys there. It's really just a matter of can we get the right breaks this year? You know, I feel like we've had some of the worst luck as a yeah. pitching staff over the last couple of years in terms of injuries and and got and stuff just not working out for guys. Um, so can we get a couple breaks and, yeah. and can we have some guys that develop and 
and really can become what we're asking them and, and need them to be. And I think we do. Nice. You mentioned Matt Taylor, new pitching coach this year. Have you picked up anything new from him over these last few months? Is there anything that, you've, that you're planning on implementing? I guess that change up may be part of that, that you're mm-hmm. hoping to implement this year. For sure. Um, so he, I mean, he's, Matt's been great. I've loved working with him. Um, and so for me, obviously the, the change up has been a big addition for me. Um, and I, I'm hopeful that that's going to increase my game, but just, just generally, um, he puts a huge focus on us getting swings. So he wants us to be attacking the strike zone. We want guys to be swinging because um, if, if if they're swinging, it's going to be a good result. Right. You're, yeah. you're not going to be throwing balls. Um, you know, even if a guy, the best hitters in in the country are hitting, what you know, 300, 350. Yeah, so that's still yeah, yeah, seventy yeah. percent of the time they're getting themselves out. That's if they put the ball in play. That's not even accounting for if they're swinging and missing or fouling it off. Um, so as many, he he's just really pounded that into our heads. Like as much as we attack the strike zone, attack the strike zone. Yeah. Um, and, and then when you get into two strike counts to finish, be ready. You know, when you, right. when you have somebody on the ropes, put them away, don't mess around, um, strike the guy out. And, and so I feel like that that's really helped me personally, that mindset. I feel like I've been able to really buy into that. And I feel like as a pitching staff that we all have kind of bought into that mentality. And I'm sure that helps with just sheer efficiency as well. Absolutely. I mean, seasons long, you're playing what? 50, 50, 60 games a year and more hopefully if you get down the road in the tournament. But yeah, you want to, you can save your arm in February, in February, March as much as you can just because you're just throwing a one two counts more frequently than three twos or whatever. Yeah, that checks out as a huge, huge help. Um, also, you mentioned Deck McGuire. You got Matt Weeders here. Tex has been around a bunch. I'm curious about this kind of selfishly because I stopped playing in high school and so I never got the college experience. But does the added level of experience of guys that have touched the pros, and I know a lot of the other coaches like been in the minors and stuff like that, are you able to feel like the difference of what they're bringing to the table because of they've had that top-level experience when it comes to the day-to-day grind of, okay, here's a little things they were thinking about when they had to go face Rivera or whoever, um, or whoever the best pitchers are nowadays? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think, I mean, that's been kind of one of the, the biggest um, hidden surprises, I feel like, of, of getting to play at Georgia Tech is getting to be around some of those type of guys, you know, having to share a come by practice and talk with us a little bit. And then obviously having um, Weedy around the program and, and then Deck this year. I mean, I remember when I was rehabbing um, my from my Tommy John surgery, Deck came around a couple, he was still at the at the end of his career. And so in the off season, he came around a couple times um, and was, he was still training and throwing. And so one day I, I was just, I spent probably 30 minutes talking to him and yeah. trying to pick his brain about, you know, what his, how he attacked hitters and how he threw different pitches. And so now to have a guy like that back on our coaching staff with us every day, you know, he's playing out in the outfield, playing catch with us um, when we need somebody to throw with. I mean, it's, it's invaluable to, to have those type of guys around the program um, and the, the amount of information that they have and, and wisdom that they have about baseball. It just can't be understated. Do they ever go into a story where you're like, wait a second, I watched that game or like you knew about that kind of situation and stuff like that? Yeah. I don't know that that necessarily has happened. Um, I guess more with weeder, weeders because yeah. he had a lot of games in the AL East. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, they, they've got tons of stories. I mean, like with, you know, deck is, he's hilarious. He's a, he's a very self deprecating guy at mm-hmm. times. So he loves to tell a story about how he, it, it was some milestone number, I think, of, of home runs. He gave up a home run to Albert Pujols, um, and so he, he loves to tell that story. And um, But, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, from just between um, the stories of, you know, this is 
how you be a big leaguer. This is how you get to that point. This is how you play the game. And then also the funny stories of, you know, this is what it's like to be living on the road. This is what it's like in the clubhouse and yeah. big leagues. Um, you know, it's just great to be around those guys. That's really cool. Um, Roster-wise, baseball's one of the more volatile ones because you can how the draft rules work and you can go in high school, opt-out. It's just a bunch of different ways you can be on or off a college team. Uh, this year was a heavy, heavy trade. Maybe the heaviest transfer year the team's ever seen. Um, how does that impress upon you as a guy that's stuck it out for the last – that's been here for four seasons now? Does that does it feel like you're changing your role at all? Like, okay, you're help welcoming freshmen to get them acclimated, but now you're welcoming sophomores and juniors who have like – no, they've done college. They just haven't done Georgia Tech in college. How does that feel for you? Yeah, I, I mean, it's been um, it's been kind of a growth thing for me over the last four or five years. I, I was very blessed that when I got here, um, you know, I, I guess four and a half years ago now, that the upperclassmen that we had on the team were guys that were consciously making an effort to um, to provide a good culture, mm-hmm. uh, and they wanted our culture to be better as a team, wanted to be more, um, you know, encouraging and inclusive of the younger guys on the team. Um, so, you know, between – I'm just thinking of the pitchers that were, that were on some of those teams, like a guy like Hugh Chapman, a yep. um, guy like Joseph Manley. I mean, I'm still – those guys were a couple years ahead of me baseball-wise. They were upperclassmen when I got here. Right. I'm still incredibly close with those guys. I'm getting um, married this summer, and they're going to be in my wedding. Oh, nice. And, and, and so, so to have those type of guys kind of set that type of culture and that type of um, – mentality when I got here as an underclassman that's been a big focus for me and and for some of um, my peers as, as we've gotten older and yeah. so it really is kind of just now the the last two of the old guard um, of, of my grade are me and John Geisler yeah um, and, and so Coach Hall um, named us both the co-captains this fall and so I think we both have have kind of tried to be really intentional about you know like you're saying um, that it's a very new team yeah. um, and it, you kind of have to it's different to talk to a freshman than it is to talk to a, a fifth-year transfer. You right. know, the fifth-year yeah. transfers, those guys, those guys know what they're doing. Like right. they come in, it is a different, it's a different place, different school and all. But they played a lot of college baseball yeah. and and they know how to handle their business. And um, you know, all the guys that, that our coaches brought in, they were looking for not just guys that were good baseball players, but good fit, personality-wise and culture-wise. Um, and so we really just make it a priority with. Um, the younger guys with the freshmen to, to make sure that we're showing those guys the ropes and you know this is what it means to be at Georgia Tech this is yeah. what it means to be a Georgia Tech baseball player uh, and I, I feel like we've done a pretty good job with that I, I like where our team is at culture wise right now nice that's really cool um, do y'all have like a stated goal like we as a team like we want to get to this round or win the X number of games or whatever I mean I, I think um, you know kind of the rallying cry in our in our locker room right now is, is Omaha um, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those things where I've been here the last few years and and I haven't I haven't ever heard us talk as much about going to Omaha as we have this year um, between the coaching staff between the the, the guys in the locker room mm-hmm. part of that may be that it is such a new team and and yeah. with it being such a new team it kind of brings a lot of excitement in the locker room because we're kind of like how good can we be you know right. what yeah. why why can't we go to Omaha but your ceiling is well you're going to find out what the ceiling is at this right point. Yeah. Um, so you know and, and who knows how the season will go it's baseball um, yeah. you know so it's all we can do is, is control the controllables and, um, and and just work hard and, and let everything else take care of itself but that definitely is our goal and, and I feel yeah. like that should be the goal for this program um, you know it's the, the guys that have come through here, the, the big leaguers like we're talking about, there have been some tremendous players, some tremendous teams in Georgia Tech baseball history. And, and so 
our goal is to get back to Omaha. We want to yeah. be an Omaha caliber program, um, you know, and that's what we're going to try to do this year. And if it's not this year, then that's what the guys are going to continue trying to do moving forward. Yeah. No, I think y'all are. I mean, it, if, if, if all shown anything, consistency is definitely a thing with this team. So I definitely do not doubt that y'all have the ability to get there. Uh, final question. It's midnight. You realize it's prime time to go get, to go get something to cook out. What are you ordering? So I'm going to double cheeseburger tray with okay. fries and cheddar cheese bites and a milkshake with Oreos and M&M's. That's a lot of candy inside that milkshake. Yes, it is. It's, it's almost like paste at a certain point, <laughs> but it's, it's very, very... I haven't had M&M's. Are they just... Is it like... How crushed are they? Is it... They're pretty crushed. Okay, up. they're pretty crushed. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. But they, good. but they add a, a little bit of texture to it. It's pretty nice. That's true. That's true. I've, I, I usually used to get fries, but I switched to Cajun fries and just the extra seasoning. Mm-hmm. It helps. It helps a lot. Yeah. It helps a lot. Yeah. So uh, I love cookout. That's a good good spot. I'm glad we have two of them within very quick driving distance. That's right. Of campus. Uh, uh-huh. Ben King, thanks a ton for coming on. Good luck this season. We'll be watching. Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right. To wrap us out, we have John Giesler, senior first baseman. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, happy to be here. Um, a, on the senior year, how is it? How do you feel about it? Just being on the older end of things. Do you enjoy campus differently because you're on the older end? You've recognize more folks how does that how does that feel for you yeah well i'm a super senior this is my fifth season here so <laughs> been doing this for a long time um actually i'm in grad school now so i have night class um that's so, different that yes different. yeah so after practice i gotta go sit over in class from about six thirty to nine fifteen oh, every Lord. night um so yeah that's a that's a little bit of a grind that's different but i mean as far as the baseball you know know kind of what i'm doing here um know how to work here um, so yeah, i mean it's it's yeah. at this point after being here for five seasons it's it's clock yeah that makes sense okay now i'm curious does well what's worse the 8 a.m's freshman year or the eight o'clockers this only time? only the stupid freshman scheduled 8 a.m's freshman year <laughs> <laughs> um i mean the good thing is is where we work out in the morning so I mean that that forces you to get up and yeah you get up at 6.30 and work out till 7.30 and you just take a quick shower and go over to those 8 a.m. classes. I'd say, I mean, they're they're both hard. I mean, yeah. but when I'm doing it alone, I don't really have any anybody on the team to go to the class with. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah, I'm just out there a bit of a loner. Yeah, I'd say that's, I mean, it's a different challenge. That certainly is, yeah. That, that'll be a, that's one way to wrap it. Yeah, you just take classes slowly later and later in the day yes. throughout yes. the year. So that's, uh, that I had, I was in showers at the same uh-huh. experience too yeah. once I got near the end. Um, what's, like, you, mean, you mentioned it's, the offseason, everything's clockwork for you now. What is your approach just when you're going into the offseason? Is it the kind of, are you the kind of guy that wants to be in the facility all the time or after the season's over? Are you yeah. taking some time off and I just mean, resetting? How do you, you do that? I'm, I'm the type of, like I said, I'm a fifth-year senior here. I'm, I'm the type of guy that still considers myself to be a, a walk-on freshman um, just trying to make the team. Um, if, I'm, if I'm not doing everything I need to, like, I won't be able to sleep. Yeah, uh, It's just the way I am, so I... I haven't really seen, you know, my work. Um, I haven't seen anything, you know, slip because it would drive me crazy. I still right. yeah. come to the field every day like I'm trying to just get on the roster and make yeah. the team, which is which sounds like it sounds ridiculous considering, you know, 23 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, it's just the way my brain works. So, um, yeah, nothing's nothing's changed for me over the last few years. That's good. I mean, that's that, that sounds like a generic tech kid as well like you just grinding everything until you're dead and yeah. you just figure it out from there um okay uh how do you approach your at-bats just in general are you do you like to do you have like a just a thing that you're just like okay i'm just trying to get 
air, launch launch angle, trying to solid contact, going the other way, pull. How do you how do you approach that? Yeah, I mean, every pitcher is different. Um, you know, there's definitely there's definitely if the guy's got some run on his fastball, definitely trying to do something a little different there. Where if he's, the ball's running away, um, I mean, hitting's hard. Yeah. So. And, you do not need to overcomplicate things, and sure. the best yeah. the best thing you can do is just be on time for a fastball and adjust to the off speed. I mean, that's what coaches preach since you're a little kid. Yeah. Um, but that's really what works, and you know, just as you get older, you get a little more mature, and you know what when to go and and what counts. You know, yeah. um, if you get a breaking ball to hit in a two one count, you probably got to go on it. You don't want to get to two strikes, but yeah. if you get that same pitch. Um, in a in a O count, you may not you may not go on it. Um, but yeah, every every pitch is different, and this is something that we work on. Our approach with Ramsey and the cages and hitting off the machine, and scout meetings, all the time. So you know, when, by by the time you get in the box, you really know what you're doing, right? And then you just go up there and you stop thinking, and then you just hit. Just said, yeah. Your slugging percentage went up a ton last year. What was it working for you in terms of just making sol- your slugging percentage? Okay. What, what your, your average was three thirty three, slugging was somewhere in the fives. Like, what was working for you in terms of finding more solid contact? Was it the prep, or was it just your swing with finding found a good zone? How was that for you? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it definitely starts with just getting good pitches to hit, um, and just trying to get the barrel on the ball. I mean, if you get if you if you're playing every day and you get the barrel on the ball enough. Some you're going to hit balls into the gap, and, yeah. and sometimes it's going to run out of the park. That's just that's yeah. just what's going to happen. I mean, you don't not going up there trying to slug doubles or hit home runs. You just for me, I'm really just trying to keep it simple and get the barrel on the ball, yeah. and good things are going to happen. Let that's yeah. that that's the only way I can hit. Hard hit balls always work for the yes. most part. So um, when you're practicing, do you like using metrics? Do you worry about that kind of stuff, or are you like I'm I'm such a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty old, old school with all the stuff. I'm I like looking at exit velo. Yeah. Um, just seeing myself progress over time. You know, if I if I really hit a ball and barrel it up, I'd like to see. You know, okay, like good, like that was yeah. that was 105 off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as as far as like scouting pitchers and stuff, I mean, it's all our Ramsey and all our staff and they're they're head above heels above us with all that stuff. I mean, I think, I think one of the worst things a hitter can do is try and overcomplicate it, yeah. and get, get them, get themselves caught up in, in the data and the metrics. Um, for me, I right. just, you know, just shoot, just get your foot down and get the barrel just on the ball. Around. Yeah. I mean, that's not a Bryson DeChambeau though. Got it. Yeah. No, yeah. Abs- no, absolutely not. <laughs> More of a, yeah. Like Tom Watson. There you <laughs> go. Yes, 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 yes. Um, what, what is your highest exit you've seen yourself get? Um, in a game, I probably got if I I probably hit one like one oh nine one ten last year pitcher yeah. caught out front. Um, in practice, we got guys hitting balls like hundred eleven all the time, like hundred fifteen from Matthew Ellis. But uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, it's not. I'm not really. And when I'm in practice, I'm really just every time just trying to take a game swing and a game approach. You know, not cheating a fastball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, in practice. I, you know, last round of BP, you know, trying to hit, hit a ball, probably up to 107, 108. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a hit's a hit. <laughs> yeah, true. No, you're being, no, you're being most with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you mentioned you've been here, but year five, you said, for you just on campus. And then this team has had 
really fun ups. Got all the way to the face of that crazy Tennessee team a couple of years ago. Um, last year, obviously not the greatest year we, that y'all have had. But for you, what has been the story of this team that you've that you've kind of told yourself or that you think about? So I mean, when I got here, like you know, the transfer portal wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, we had I got really close with my recruiting classes. They were around until junior year, and a lot of them stayed for senior year um, before the draft. And, yeah, I'd say, I mean, it's definitely with, with the portal, we brought in a lot of guys this year. It's definitely, it's it's a different feeling than, than you know, how it's been in the past. But, I mean, every, nothing changes. Everyone still shows up every day to work. Yep. And we're all just trying to get better and everyone, you know, just trying to be a good teammate and, everyone's just you know everyone's bought into you know to win games and that's that's how it's that's how it's always been so that's that's not that hasn't changed um, the teammates though the teammates change you, you play with new guys every year yeah um yeah that's it that's just the one thing that's different i mean every team's different yeah talk about the transfer portal you've been 12 turn 12 new guys this year just from the portal alone how do you think you've adjusted to just the fact that it's the new guys can come from a bunch of different places now instead of just the reliable okay we're all going to be 17 18 year old kids that lack the experience of this but now you got a mix of experience coming in at all the same time um well a lot from a lot of the guys that we brought in you know they're really experienced yeah um baseball players they played a lot played a lot, a lot of good programs um so you know none of them are here mess around like you know and i think it's a good thing too because you know they haven't they may have played some good somewhere else, yeah. but now you know you come into Georgia Tech and it's like, okay, I, I'm a 23 year old, I'm a fi- I'm a fifth year transfer, but I still have a lot to prove yeah. because I'm in a, in a new environment, new team, new coach, new league, different elevation, yes. competition levels, yes, are different. yeah, yes. Yeah. So and um, yeah, they got they have something to prove the same way that a you know a freshman or a sophomore would. Yeah. Uh, of the non baseball sports. Do you have a favorite sports, at least non-baseball games that you played in here? Do you have a favorite memory from another sport at Tech since you've been here? Um, probably a football game. You know, I I had a lot of fun watching Tech football team win this year. And the UNC game was pretty, you pretty that game? Yeah, it was pretty sweet. That was dope. Yeah. Um, I've always liked going to the basketball games. Yeah, I definitely say I just say this whole the, the football season as a whole this year yeah. was was pretty exciting to watch. I mean, it I I definitely felt more like a tech football fan this year yeah. than I ever have. Understandably, too. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I I love Brent Key, and I think he's he's an awesome he's an awesome coach. Yeah, he's a hardo, but you know he I think he's got that program moving in the right direction. It's something I'm gonna follow now yeah especially when i'm when i'm out of here does it i've heard other athletes talk about this do you the the sense of camaraderie camaraderie between the different the athletes in the different sports on campus is that a thing you like do you like do you try to keep up with other athletes on the other teams are you going to their games as much as the others um i mean being a student athlete you're so busy yeah yeah so it's you know it's a it's a tuesday night the basketball team's going like they're, they're playing it's like it's late. I'm tired. Like, right. Yeah. I'd love to. You go, already did your work. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah. love to be able to go watch your game, but I mean, it's it's hard. But I mean, I definitely, I definitely try and go at least like one or two games a year from like you know the other sports. I think it's just cool to experience yeah. that. Um, and then to answer the other part of the question, I'd say I got 
you know, two or three good friends on the, on, you know, each of the teams, um, you know, like golf and tennis, a couple guys on the football team. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely a lot closer with the guys on your own team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But just meeting guys from class, meeting guys you grew or knowing guys from, you know, your hometown and stuff or guys you used to play sports with. Um, yeah, I'd say definitely a few guys on each team. Okay, you mentioned being closer to home with how baseball and softball works. Most of the folks that play are from the southeast because it's a warmer sport. Um, and you only came down from Marietta. I came from inside the perimeter, so yeah. moved all seven miles to come to Tech. Um, do you have you enjoyed being in college close to home? Were you one of those people that wanted to try maybe try something new and just how the recruiting cycle worked out? Just as Tech ended up making most sense. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a no brainer for me to come to Tech. I mean, awesome school awesome baseball program yeah. it's in state like, um, but I would say that you know even though like, I'm 25 minutes from home like at the max yeah. but because of the city and because you know the, like when I'm on campus like I'm it's like I'm at college I'm not in Georgia I'm not yeah. 20, like I don't feel like I'm close to home Yeah, it's nice you know um, when I go see my parents or anything like it's a 20 minute drive just hop right. on 75 and I'm there um so that that's nice, but you know, I do not like. I don't feel like I'm at home. I right. feel like I'm here at George Tech, and college kid. You know, feel separate enough to where you can. I not feel like. Yes, like, yeah. I feel like there's yeah. There's just a big like bubble force field around. I've me. always I, that was the first thing I noticed when I came to campus yeah. was like I am sitting next to the, in the IC lawn and I cannot hear traffic. Yeah. This is a very strange feeling for the smack middle of the city, but it's a yeah one of the great perks of this place. Um, do you have any personal goals for the season where you want to land, whether it's numbers-wise or just your own, just how you play or anything? Honestly, I couldn't care less. I just – Just you know, win, baby. Yeah, you just – you know, I was talking to King about this, and we we have pretty similar stories. You know, we, come, we came here, both walk-on freshmen, literally just – trying to make the team right so once you make the team it's like okay i want to get on the field yeah you get on the field it's like okay now i want to start right and then you want to play well and then but now after you've you know you've been doing this for so long now all you care about is winning yeah and yeah that's really all i want for this team it's just for us to win games you know if we if we win games you know our we're all going to be playing well. We're all going to have great stats, but that just that comes with right yeah it's the byproduct of the effort and stuff like that yeah that makes perfect sense um Final question: Is there a game? I mean, I know Georgia's a big game, big series, and everything. Is that the, is that the series you look forward to the most, or are there other series you look forward to, or is it all just in the wash in terms of you're just we're just playing a color that's not white and gold? Yeah, I mean, Georgia's definitely the I mean the first you know test because we got yeah because they're early on the yes, schedule. yeah we got early they're you know first first Power Five team that we play, um, and obviously that series means a lot. Um, we got our butts handed to us last year at home so you know being able to play in front of our home crowd and play well in front of them and win that game that would mean a lot um but yeah i'd say that's i mean shoot like the season's such a grind like it is yeah, yeah. Like, when we're when we're when we're playing radford week one like the only thing that matters is radford right you know yeah. you're not every every weekend is its own its own super bowl essentially right. um yeah, I mean, there's there's big ACC series that you look forward to, but you don't really you don't really you don't really understand like how much they, each of those series meant until after after the conference. Right, season. that's true. Yeah, yeah, because you see the you see the results of that yeah. as well. Do any of the, has any of those locations just kind of 
stick stuck out in your mind more of just the schools that are like okay no they have the fan base they have the vibe and stuff like that yeah I think um, I definitely think when we fly to we had a great experience in Pittsburgh two years ago that was fun I always liked going to Miami obviously not it's Miami it's, yeah. oh, it's awesome yeah. um, excited to go to Florida State this year I've, I've never been down there oh wow yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, I know that'll mean a lot to Ramsey because you know obviously he played there yeah um yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. I think that one's our last conference series. Yeah, this year. Yeah, so, I mean, it'll be mad. It'll be, it'll be it'll be 110 degrees down there. That <laughs> that'll be fun. Um, uh, Boston's Boston school. Um, and yeah, some of the fan bases are, are a lot of fun to play in front of. Virginia Tech last year. It was, yeah, they were rowdy. They, they, they were rowdy. Um, Clemson's always got a ton of fans. I mean, you yeah. know, but again, it's the ACC. We're yeah. good at everything. Again, so, like yeah. when. You, you really only when you're playing a ser- when you're playing a series and you're not really you're not looking forward to who you're playing next week. You're really only focused on that one game. Yeah, that that one game, that Friday game, that Saturday game. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, we're looking forward to seeing y'all get at it. We'll definitely be at as many games as we can get to, and hope to see uh, hit some nukes and other stuff yeah, throughout sure. the season, man. So, John, thanks a ton.